Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Wands and Water podcast. We are your hosts. If y'all didn't know, I'm Chloe and this is Heather. What's Gucci? We are here to chat with you guys today, August, about some quotes, some blurbs from some books, maybe just some things that we've seen online that have been resonating with us and what we're going through. So last week, if you guys remember, we gave y'all the theme for August. And so far for me personally, all of that is is literally in line. We've had a lot of decisions over the in this moving experience where we've had to catch ourselves and not make decisions too quickly. Sometimes we did and it hurt us over this week and sometimes we didn't and we really valued that lesson. So if you guys wanted to take a minute and just think about that, take that moment, just bask in that in the alignment, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Uh, this is like for me the start of my favorite time of the year it's my favorite quarter if you will because I just love August through the end of October it's like the best to me um so I'm really enjoying myself and I love the hermitry like I just love being in my own world kind of (laughs) so it's been it's been nice because I feel like it's shifted into more of a balance of being able to be in the world and emerge and let other people in as well specifically my partner you know because like I struggle with that balance um and I'm not done with that that transition or that uh that achieving of that balance but you know it's a work in progress and I can see I can see the progress happening now which is nice in August hell yeah and how's that creativity meter flowing in your season of fire like dreams crazy ideas crazy all the time like I need to start I've started so many notes on my phone like so many random notes written down all over my apartment um I feel like taking a shower is such an emotional roller coaster because it's like I'm in the shower and so many I get flooded with all these like idea downloads and I don't have anything to write with or on and I don't want to wet up my phone. So then it's like, do I just let these ideas go or do I go through the whole thing and take my phone, you know, or get out of the shower. And, you know, I've, I've, I've lost a lot of really nice ideas that way. So we've got to figure um, out how to get some sort of, like shower whiteboard situation going on. They've got to have one. There's got to be something. We're going to have to, I'm going to have to figure that out. Cause yeah, I'm not the first with have, this flight. <laughs> we can't have this, we can't have these thoughts going amiss in this Word. season. We need this written down. Too valuable. Okay. Yes. This is a Leo who knows her worth. Y'all read it and weep. Seriously, though, I feel like this is a time to pay attention to the ideas that you're having and to write shit down because like go a couple weeks and if you still feel like it's fire then you should do it <laughs> you know you can't you can't do something that you let go of before you even have it so just saying if you're, if you're like me and you're receiving a lot of downloads you should uh you should just take note and 
take note and make note and write it write that shit down hell yeah that's so important um if you guys need to hear that again go ahead and skip back 15 minutes and listen to that again but that that's right in line with our theme for this month right where we're Mm -hmm. we're talking about releasing our fears and jumping into things that are intuitive to us that we feel in our heart is right no matter what the external situation is no matter what the context we're we're thriving on all of our natural cylinders in this time and we have to find ourselves releasing fear and you know me and Johnny have been in the car a lot over the last 2 days and you know one of one of the things that we spent a good time talking about is on this new journey in this new state this is his first time leaving home um, as an adult in a, you know with you know mm. on a new venture this is my fourth um, in, in the last five years. So we've, we've had a lot of conversations, um, you know, even, but this time it's a little, it's a very different for me, but it's still, it's a release of fear that we have to just kind of do what we want to do and not worry about expectation and not worry about opinion and not mm-hmm. worry about fear or lack of, and did we make the right decision? Yeah. And ju- or not, not, and not overthinking it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's very um, imaginative in so many ways, but in in some ways, if we're not careful and I'm the same way, and we were talking about this, if we're not careful and we don't catch it, it can turn into an irrational thought that spirals and being imaginative is great, but it can also work against you if you're not aware of the thoughts and how they're happening. And, you know, we've talked a lot about how, how July was really heavy for me. And I found myself in a place where it was really hard to get myself back into the sunlight. It was just overwhelming. There was too much going on. And now here I am in this time where I'm in my transition. I'm transitioning and I'm almost, you know, fully transitioned into my new space. And it's really interesting to look back at my emotions from three weeks ago to now being so motivated things are clearer. I'm seeing where I've worked through scarce emotions and, and feelings of lack within myself in that time. And now that the opportunity is right here, it's like, now I know how to go about it. And when you go through periods of growth, that's why reflecting even just as far back as two weeks is so important. And being a part of the Shadow Collective and just being a part of this and documenting everything that we do has been so vital. And it's it's made me see the growth so much clearer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to point that out, too, because, you know, fear really is why we don't just take things by the balls and do, just do them and just really do them. <laughs> but (laughs) and sometimes you have to and we're we're very scared and and this is just one way for me to relate that you know in in a lot of ways we have a new social circle to set up you know I'm getting ready to really finalize on a lot of things and I can't be scared now in this time in this fire season there there's no room for that I I just spent four four weeks doing that well, you so. can be scared, but you just have to remember that nobody is coming to save you. And if you don't do it, it's not going to happen. If you don't set something yes. up, you're not going to have something like that's just how it works, mm-hmm. you know, and like we know this, right? But we forget that that also means that you have the power to decide <laughs> what you get, you know, mm-hmm. so 
it's scary, but it's also like nobody's coming to save you and like you're the one who has to construct it is so much pressure, but it's also like super empowering. Absolutely. We're making it happen. Make moves are happening and it's beautiful. So Yeah. It's nice to be in Leo season in full force. Hell like, yeah. Word. I don't know if anybody else can hear it like in her voice, but you sound that you just sound so much lighter already, you know? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like when you answered the phone today, I was just like, whoa. <laughs> she sounds better, you know? Um but it can really be like that with a transition like this. So it's good. Yes. So it's been super nice. So, so yeah, nice little catch up. Let's dive into some words here. Shall we? Why don't you start? Cause you have more, or you have more than one. Don't you today? Yeah, I do. All right. Why don't you lead us off? Because right. Heather's about to spit some foyer in foyer season. <laughs> so, I am, my partner and I are mostly vegan. I say mostly because like we might slip up once in a while, but for the most part, I would say 98% of the time vegan. And it's been a couple years now. And one of the things that made up our minds about it was the information that we got from this website called nutritionfacts.org. And it's this doctor um, Michael Greger, who is, you know, like a a hospital doctor, <laughs> you know, that style doctor, but then he also um, does loads and loads of nutrition research. And so he's kind of moved into this other field, um, all because his grandmother's life was saved by a whole food plant-based diet. So he has a cool story, um, but he wrote this book called How Not to Die. And I'm rereading it because I need those kinds of reminders and refreshers about why I need to make certain choices. And so this book is really great because it's really like a synthesis of all of this comprehensive research that he and his team do. And basically, like, they read all of the research around any specific food topic, um, ever done like that has been recorded and they might miss something here and there because you know they're people or whatever but that's the idea um and that and then they put it together into like bite-sized chunks but what's really cool about this book is that it's kind of like a manual you know the title is how not to die and it really is just that it's like here's the leading killers of americans and here's how you cannot die from them simply by eating certain things or not eating certain things um And what I also like about this book that I feel like not a lot of diet quote unquote books do is it'll be like a lot of studies are saying, and then it'll link all of the studies. So you can go and read those studies yourself rather than just being like a lot of studies say, it's like, okay, well, what are they? And what specifically do they say? Like, maybe I don't want you to be the mediator of what they say. You're bringing this information to me let me see the data myself you know um so i think it's really important and this book does that so if you're looking for you know just some reliable nutrition information and it's not a diet book at all i mean he does have a diet book called how not to diet and it's essentially just how to eat to work with your body's natural functions to not you know um gain or maintain excess weight but 
this book is not that this book is really just how to make sure you don't get you know a lot of the leading chronic diseases that plague americans so both of my quotes are from this book and i guess we'll start with the fiber one so each chapter is how not to die from whatever this is how not to die from brain disease and it's the very beginning of the chapter but it's basically talking about how we don't fully understand the function of fiber in the body, but that it helps protect us from um, strokes. And one of the things that fiber does is it is, it's like the cleaner of the body, you know, it, it helps push waste through the body quickly. And I'm saying that because it's going to be relevant to what I have to say about this quote. (laughs) So she's preparing uh, you. (laughs) Yes. So here's the quote. In addition to its well-known effects on bowel health, high fiber intake appears to reduce the risk of cancers of the colon and breast, diabetes, heart disease, obesity, and premature, premature death in general. A number of studies now show that high fiber intake may also help ward off stroke. Unfortunately, less than 3% of Americans meet the minimum daily recommendation for fiber. This means about 97% of Americans eat fiber-deficient diets. Fiber is naturally concentrated in only one place, whole plant foods. Processed foods have less, and animal-derived foods have no fiber at all. Animals have bones to hold them up. Plants have fiber. Um, And then he goes on to say, it apparently doesn't take much fiber to cut stroke risk. Increasing fiber intake by just seven grams a day may be associated with a 7% risk reduction. And seven grams of fiber is really not a lot. Um, It's easy to eat that much fiber if you eat plants, you know, whole grains, legumes, um, beans. Well, beans are legumes, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. seeds, nuts, you know, like vegetables, fruits they all have fiber in there so um I just thought this this book blows my mind over and over and over again because it basically tells you that everything that you understand about nutrition is this like filtered version that is veiled through profit-driven um layers as well as like convenience layers as well as cultural layers Um, And it kind of just breaks down where some of our misconceptions come from. But one of the things that I found alarming in this quote was it said 97% of Americans are fiber deficient. But I think back to when I was growing up and like at my dad's house, we would always have some kind of meat, a starch and a vegetable. And, you know, the Mm -hmm. vegetable would be either like green beans, lima beans, peas or carrots or broccoli. Or mixed veggies. Um, or mixed, <laughs> mixed veg. veggies. Yeah, we weren't getting crazy and we weren't having like a wide variety of vegetables, I wouldn't say. No, um, I would say me neither. And we could, you could say like my dinner might have been, you know, steak, potatoes, and corn. Mm-hmm. And I would argue now that like that's not really any vegetables almost. I mean, it's like potato and corn are vegetables, but it's like the least, there's no chlorophyll in there. So. No, and especially when you when you made them the way my mom did with like a stick of butter and mm-hmm. everything else, you know, it it's it just 
removes all of that. So, and you would, we would consider like that a healthy meal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it really, it's like, poof, my whole perspective on it changes. And that's just one of the quotes that I found to be particularly jolting, especially because it like reframes the context of how much, how many times a day you poop, right? Cause if you're thinking about the average number, the average number is an unhealthy number because 97% of Americans are fiber deficient. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. Like think about how many times you poop. If you don't poop at least once a day, I would argue, and I'm not a physician, but I would argue you are fiber deficient. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Heather's intuition is usually right. Um, Word. <laughs> but I mean, like those are facts too. And I mean, like we were briefly talking about this before we hopped on here, but like I've lived a life where I've gone numero two um, once a day, but like, I've also lived a life like in college when I was a D one athlete working out six hours a day, like running every day, you know, like I wasn't just sitting in the boat. Like I was running too, where mm-hmm. there's body movement and, and, you know, a little, you know, tummy movement, there should be something going on, but I've lived a life where I haven't pooped for four or five days out of the week. And that was, that went on for a while, you know, like it wasn't just something that was like, Oh, this is like, no, that was my life. And that was normal. And I like, remember telling people that and people being like, that's not okay. But like I was drinking water, you know, I was eating plenty, trust me to like, try, you know, to stay alive during those workouts and do that. You have to eat. Um, but I was, it just, it wasn't right. And I never really realized how bad it was until I got out and then I started to get brain fog and a whole bunch of other symptoms and realized that once I just started putting better things in my body afterwards and going more that some of that, you know, inflammation, that joint pain, the the headaches, it started to go away. Um, And those are very real things that people don't think are just common, but trust me, you know, like... It, unfortunately, it takes living that life to understand the consequences of that. And people who don't, don't necessarily understand that. But when you have and you understand how bad it is, you, find your, you, you might find yourself more motivated to take care of yourself, to, to give honor to the one vessel that you have in this realm, in this lifetime, to take yourself through these emotions that we talk about all the time and to be able to respond the way that we want to, it does take keeping an open mind and reading things like how not to die and to, to, to focus on these things that are important on how to give our body the right nutrition and how to just breathe. You know, those simple things can be very helpful in how to respond and less reaction to life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, I like that you said challenge yourself to read things like this, because the reality is, too, is like food it, as one in, in particular, I guess, is is very personal. Um, and a lot of times it has deep cultural roots and there's a lot of heritage involved, too. And it's like nobody's telling you that any of that is wrong, but there is a lack of awareness of what it truly means to eat healthy. Um, And this book points that out. And so it can be really hard to be in a place where you're thinking that you've been doing 
quote unquote right by yourself health wise for all this time and then read this and be like, well, according to this, I haven't been, you know, but there's a lot of reasons why that is beyond just the choices that we're making. Um, I was just thinking about how like deep this gets. <laughs> yeah. Like I was really like, it really can get really deep. And I mean, like also just being a, you know, someone of society in this day and age, the way, you know, we've seen diet fads come and go and, and really, you know, I, again, I'm not a physician, I'm not a dietitian, but for someone who just looks for whole, well-rounded health, you know, mind, body, and spiritually, I've learned that every single human body is different. And it really takes listening to your body and stepping your game up with your communication with your body and understanding your body to know what is best combined with the thirst for knowledge and education and learning and resources. Put those two together, you can find yourself in a very good spot to be healthy all around, mind, body, Mm -hmm. and spiritually. And it doesn't have to be rocket science. It doesn't have to be a pamphlet where you eat the same thing that thousands of other people are eating, you know, like just because someone said it was a good idea, you know, it's, it takes that personal accountability, that journey to find out what works for you and to have that team of people around you, whether it is your doctors and your physicians, whether it is your health coaches, if you have them, whether it is your health practitioners, if you have them, your local herbalists, whether it is, you know, your holistic health coaches, whoever, whomever it is that's around you, or even if I just mentioned some people that you didn't even know existed that could help you with bringing in more balance and equilibrium in your mind, body, and soul together, you know, that might be something that you might want to look into. Um, You know, a lot of what we talk about here is that all these things are so connected and they are, you know, the clarity in our mind happens from what we fuel ourselves. And there are a lot of ways that our bodies have been skewed in society and we've just been forced to fit the mold But we are going against the grain here at the Shadow Collective, and we are proving that that is bringing us more peace to just find the communication in ourselves, trust our intuition, and and know what fits and know know what's right and make magic out of that. And that includes with this vessel. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I feel like there is something very magical about food in particular, Um, And I think it does go beyond the physical experience. You know, I think it's also can be a very emotional experience and spiritual experience. And, you know, the act of cooking is transformative, but it also combines all four elements in a very tangible way. Um, And so, you know, the way that we nourish ourselves via food every day can be a very magical experience if we, if we're mindful of that. And it can also be something that kills us slowly so you know the choice is ours but (laughs) (laughs) the choice is yours the choice is ours and i'm not saying that as somebody who makes the right choice all the time i'm just saying that it's true um so so that brings me to my second quote and final quote and i figured um why not go back to the introduction um just for, I think, a little context. 
So it reads, only a quarter of medical schools appear to offer a single dedicated course on nutrition. During my first interview for medical school at Cornell University, I remember the interviewer empathetically, emphatically, excuse me, saying nutrition is superfluous to human health. And he was a pediatrician. I knew I was in for a long road ahead. Come to think of it, I think the only medical professional who ever asked me about a family member's diet was our veterinarian. I was honored to be accepted by 19 medical schools. I chose Tufts, Tufts <laughs> because they boasted the most nutrition training, 21 hours worth, although this was still less than 1% of the curriculum. Wow. I didn't know that word during my medical it just let me just go a lot about this because i feel like it speaks for itself during my medical training i was offered countless steak dinners and fancy perks by big pharma representatives but not once did i get a call from big broccoli there is a reason you hear about the latest drugs on television huge corporate budgets drive their promotion the same reason you'll probably never see a commercial for sweet potatoes is the same reason breakthroughs on the powers on the power of food to affect your health and longevity may never make it to the public there's little profit motive in medical school, even with our paltry 21 hours of nutrition training, there was no mention of using diet to treat chronic disease, let alone reverse it. I was only aware of this body of work because of my family's personal story. The question that haunted me during training was this. If the cure to our number one killer could get lost down the rabbit hole, what else might be buried in the medical literature? I made it my life's mission to find out. Mm. That sounds like every book I'm reading right now for mm-hmm. what I'm doing because, you know, that's what that's really what this is you know we're seeing this real differential um right now between eastern and western ways of thought and a lot of what i'm reading is a lot of these doctors that have been working in these western fields of medicine multi you know various fields of medicine you know i'm not just talking you know medical um but we're when we're looking at all of this you know we're seeing these doctors come back and saying you know and being honest saying we miss some stuff there's some things that we, we overlooked. There were some connections that we missed out on. And there was connections we made that shouldn't have been made, but we can't, we can't mm-hmm. take it back now or we haven't taken it back. Absolutely. And you know that your quote, Brit, you know, Megan Macpherson came in my head immediately where, you know, her question, she, she said it on our podcast. You guys should go back and listen to that little segment. You know, I quote her on this. Why is the food and drug administration, even in the same sentence, let alone company, um, you know, let alone overall overlord that oversees everything. Um, when we look at it, you know, honestly, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I've been asking that question for a long time and it's specifically since my studies have gotten vigorous on this in my own personal health and my own journey, the biggest thing that I'm learning and the most, the biggest piece of advice that I can just say to anybody who in this day and age where there is so much information, be patient and take the time to look at whatever it is that you need and all of it that you need to look at to come up with your own sense of thought and opinion. It's really important to do that. There are so many people there that are, that are looking for their own truths and things that it's important that we do the same. And our truth is not the truth of someone else. Um, and you know, when, when we share literally the books that we are reading with you guys, you know, there's a reason for that, that list will continue to grow. You know, we're also reading books that aren't in the quote unquote mainstream. 
They're not books that, you know, we're reading in school or professors are like, hey, you should read this. You know, these are books that I'm finding through the rabbit holes of, you know, my Instagram mentors and my spiritual mentors that, you know, books I've never heard of before. Um, and, you know, that's just that's just how we come out of the 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 dream that society has created for us unfortunately um but you know heather's exactly right it's really important for us to do this work in this in this um category of nutrition and you know we've we've spoken a few times about how we can get practical and and get get some practical magic in you know with cooking with olive oil on a sunday you know just being honor honoring that and honoring you know what that means to you and and when you're taking the time to cleanse your fruits and your vegetables to just be grateful for where it came from um all of those again are really simple ways that you can do that um but when it comes to what you should put and what you want to put and how you want to put it, you should take the time and accountability to do that yourself. Trust me, it will make the journey a lot more fulfilling um, and it will be more authentic to yourself and your journey. 100%. Snaps for you. Hell yeah. I actually think Mike, my, 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 my one quote actually fits in pretty nice with that ending actually. Um, yes so my i i've uh last week when i was going through the moving process and just trying to find some quotes to breathe and to maintain my ground and to not be swayed by you know maybe other opinions or maybe other people's feelings about just anything and just getting in the real clear mindset of you know why i'm moving down here what i want to do you know the mission you know Mm -hmm. um and in the process of moving, moving is just overwhelming. Um, you know, anybody can admit that. So the plate was very full over the weekend and I was looking for a quote to ground me. And I came across this quote by Henry David Thoreau and it says, it's better to have your head in the clouds and know where you are than to breathe the clearer atmosphere below them and think you are in paradise. And Boom. I think that that quote kind of relates to what we were talking about before, you know, like just because it's clearer and it's easier to live the life that's been structured for us and to, to look around and to, to kind of take the opportunity to move into what's easier and just look at everybody else's ideas and watch from afar and, and, you know, do that it might seem it but on the inside it's a lot harder to live and it takes a lot of courage to admit that um yeah it just takes a lot of courage to admit that and when you do your shadow work and you do realize that you you want to live more authentically and you want to start to live um, in a more aligned state mind body and spiritually it does get lonely Um, and you do feel like you, you literally level up, right? Like you feel like you are, you're up in the clouds, right? Like you're with the homies, (laughs) the motherfuckers in space, like we with them. And it's good to, to have that clarity, but it's a lot harder to get there. And it's sometimes it's a lot harder to be there because not everybody is around us. It's lonely up there. It's a little bit colder up there. There's a, there, we got to acclimate a little bit differently, but down here, 
where it's clearer, you know, it's, it's a fantasy. So when you're navigating information and maybe things that you've been taught and narratives that you've been taught and, and just ways of living that you might find yourself unlearning in all areas of life or whatever areas of life you may find yourself going through at this time, you know, just find yourself feeling pulled to educate yourself on that uneasiness that you feel on information or on the challenge you might feel of information that makes you feel uneasy. Mm -hmm. If it makes you feel uneasy and it creates a body sponsor within you, why is that? You know, read into it, look into that feeling that is just Mm -hmm. as important because those are the feelings that make us retract back to what's comfortable that push us back to what we know rather than what is good for us. The road to righteousness is not paved in gold, ladies and gentlemen, it's paved in spikes and fire and snakes and dangerousness But only Why are you going to bring snakes into it, bro? What did they do to you? <laughs> I'm sorry. But, like, we'll substitute it for anything that scares the, the shit out of you, then, I guess. That you find it to be completely vile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but that's what the road to righteousness is paved with. It's not paved with the bubblegum raindrops and rain rainbows. It's none of that. But it's, it requires the most wise, the most cunning the person who's willing to get hurt, to get to that ending, to get to that way of living. That's what, that's what it's, that's what it's for. And to circle back all that fear that we're talking about at the beginning, it's really hard. It's scary to open your mind up to opinions and, and ways of thought and maybe a different way of living that because it's the unknown, you've never done it before. Sure. I'll give it to you, (laughs) but try it, but try it. Open your mind, at least open your mind, if anything. Absolutely. And the way I hear your quote is, is like, it's better to know that you don't know shit than to be, you know, willfully ignorant. Ooh, I like that too. That's such a great perspective. Oh, so true. Thank you. Yeah. Well, just because it's like, that's the choice that we're faced with, right? When we have that body response to information that we haven't known before, it's like, we're having that response because on some level (laughs) we feel maybe a little bit attacked by the the information, you know, Mm -hmm. well, if this is true, then this means it was wrong of me to do X, Y, and Z. And so therefore I must be a bad person. Therefore this can't be true. Right. And it's not so black and white as that a lot of the time. And, you know, we need to get past that initial discomfort and into a place where we can actually reflect on what is is being presented. And I think that's part of the struggle of that floating, you know, and the unknown is is like you don't know what you're going to find out about the choices that you've made in the past. Um, and we just have to remember that, like, as long as you did the best you could with the information you had at the time that's all you could do but we also have to be willing to explore when that isn't the case and um do better than we've done because now we have more information right we don't want to be the people whose insides are rotten because we're never willing to take on more the extra responsibility that that comes with more knowledge Mm -hmm. 
And that, that that's that you can relate that to everything. That was Word. beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, that was kind of all I had. I'm a little tapped out. What are you thinking? You no, that was no, that was it. That's all I had. I am. We're hitting reserves here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And next week we're getting into what some some practical magic and yes, which I am very excited to get all settled into my space this week so that I'm able to let you guys know all of the cleansing. I'm definitely going to let you guys know all of the all of the smoke, all of the herbs that are going to be smoking in this house as I make my way in gonna be gonna be doing the doing it gonna be putting my little stones in the corners and i'll be sharing more of that with you guys next week just some practical magic for you guys and if you have those resources on hand again nothing that i have is fancy it's crazy nothing you guys can't get it's all stuff that you guys can acquire at your local metaphysical shops or your online favorite stores that are just anywhere in the country support your small homies that are working out there Etsy's Um, a great place to buy stuff too yes there's literally so much and supporting small is such a great way to go about life as we battle this corporate war that we're working with we got to help the little guy we have to help our friends and our families who are trying to put food on the table and there's so many of us amongst this pandemic that have taken so many chances on themselves and started their own businesses, whether it be for plants, business, so many different things. We see it all the time on our social media. So, you know, give a like or a share. You know, I posted something today on my story, you know, the free ways that you can support. I feel like it's hard to find someone nowadays who doesn't know someone who runs a small business. Um, And if you do, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) You need more friends. And if you, you are running friends. a small business, just hang in there, man. Like, I know that shit's hard. And you're we probably understand not making the struggle. enough money, but <laughs> it'll come if you keep doing it and you, you know, you put yourself into it. So exactly. The we daily believe in discipline. You. <laughs> yes. The daily disciplines that we talk about all the time, they're here for a reason. We understand and we're here and shoot us a message. If you guys want to talk and share about your products, if you're listening to this or if you're listening Um, Or if you have someone who you know wants to be on a little bit of a spotlight, if they're into the wellness or into what we talk about here and you feel like you want to give them a little bit of a shout out, we'd love to interview them. So Mm -hmm. send them our way. Send them this episode. Send them a couple of our other ones, our interviews, if they want a little feel for that. Or just, you know, send them our send them all of our shit. <laughs> send it all. Yes. <laughs> but we speaking love of to our share shit. Speaking <laughs> of. Yes. If you haven't already checked out the Patreon, please go over and do that. Once again, I know we say this every week, but our Patreon is free right now for a limited time so that you can see what it's all about. Um, there's gonna be a couple recipes coming on this week, um, as well as potentially a meditation. So um, definitely head on over there if you're like, but guys, this episode wasn't long enough and I just miss you so much. Like, we have some more stuff over there. So, we're here yeah, for check you, it loves. out. We're here. We're here. We're here. Not to mention, <laughs> stay tuned for that drop coming in October, October 6th, right? Yes. Big reminder. Again, you guys, we're coming up with a huge collection drop. We've got products, various ranges. Heather's working on some stuff. Seamstress homie over there working on Word. some ish. Check out the reels if you guys want to look at any sneak peeks of any fabrics that she's working with. And I'll get there. I'm just a little late. 
I'll get there. Yeah. I told y'all I've been busy. I'll get there. Don't worry. Y'all hold me accountable. It's okay. But you know what? If you're like, I want more information or I wanted something custom, definitely hit us up directly. We're, we're down to do that with you. Um, and yeah, the reels are going to be an important place to look if you're like, but what is it really? Because <laughs> uh, that's what is where it? we're going to be putting all the really? But what even is it? So yeah. Until next week, friends. Until next week. You fabulous mermaid unicorn people. Stay sexy. Stay lovable. Stay amazing. Stay awesome. We love you.